This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be starting the next sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. Pastor Greg is currently speaking about the office of the prophet in the New Testament. We will have a very special announcement at the end of the program. So enjoy the teaching now, and then stay tuned for more information at the end of the message. Here is Pastor Greg Scalzo. Last time we started to look at some examples of prophets in the New Testament. And we studied the prophecy of Zacharias. We analyzed um, in Luke chapter 1 the prophecy he delivered at the naming of and the circumcision of his son, John. And if you remember in that prophecy, it says uh, in chapter 1 and verse 76 in the Gospel of Luke, Zechariah prophesies, and he says to John, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission, the forgiveness of their sins. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before his face, before the face of the Lord, to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. And John the Baptist is a prophet. And it's almost a transition point as you go from a study of the Old Testament to the New Testament. He's last of the Old Testament prophets. And really the first prophet we have in the New Testament that we read a lot of information about. The last of the Old Testament prophets in that they spoke of Messiah to come, preparing the way for the Lord who would come. And obviously he prepared the way by his preaching of repentance and baptism and then pointing out and telling the people when Jesus came that this was the Messiah. In Malachi, the last book in our sequence of the Old Testament, you read in Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1, Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. This is the Almighty speaking. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? So he says that there will be a messenger that will prepare the way before me, before the Lord, before God. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple. You're waiting for Messiah. You're waiting for Messiah. And all of a sudden, the manifestation is there. It may seem like a long time. 
It may seem like hundreds of years. It has been hundreds of years for Israel. But in a moment, he's there. Suddenly he comes to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant, this is the new covenant, in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says Yahweh of hosts. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? And really, when Jesus Christ returns, King of kings and Lord of lords, he'll be in all his glory. Who can stand the day of his coming? But there is a messenger that comes before him to prepare the way for him. And it becomes clear as you read these scriptures that the one coming is the Lord himself, that the Father sends the Son. And actually, from these scriptures, you get a clear image of Jesus as God incarnate. And some of these scriptures, as we read them, are very powerful scriptures if you have a friend or a family member that's a Jehovah Witness. Because this one coming, to whom the messenger comes before, is clearly God in the flesh. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. He prepares the way. In Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 3, preparing the way, you have the prophecy in verses 3 through 9, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, the glory of Yahweh, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord, the mouth of Yahweh, has spoken. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, The flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. When you speak about the prophets, they are proclaiming the word of God. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, good news. Lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold your God. Behold your God. And that's fulfilled in Jesus Christ's coming. Behold your God. And there's a voice in the wilderness, and the wilderness is symbolic of being barren, the the place where it's wild, it's not cultivated. And in that wilderness which really the whole human race, if we recognize our true conditions, is as though in the wilderness, there's a voice shouting, prepare the way, make a straight path in the desert, a highway for our God. Behold your God. He comes quickly, and you have to have the way prepared for him. And the only way the way is prepared is if we understand what a desert place, what a wilderness we're in, how much we need him. If we don't recognize why we need Jesus Christ, and this is what the prophets proclaimed throughout the whole Old Testament, this is the message of John. If we don't recognize our sin, if we don't recognize the need to go into the water and wash away the sin, if we don't understand how 
we're so far away from God, how can we appreciate and truly accept Jesus Christ? The message of the prophets, the message of John, the last of the Old Testament prophets, is necessary, it's critical to truly understand and enter into salvation and say to Jesus Christ, you are God, you are my Lord and God, because then we have taken ourselves off the throne. We are no longer God. But if we think we are still God in our hearts and minds, even if we don't say it, and if we accept Jesus on a surface level because, well, we want to go to heaven, we want benefits from God, but we haven't truly repented, we haven't made a straight way in the wilderness for our Lord. We haven't opened our hearts the way we need to for Jesus to truly come in. We haven't recognized the problem, so we don't appreciate being saved from that problem. It's a surface confession. The message of the prophets was critical. You have to take the valleys and lift them up. People who say, well, there's no way that God can ever come near me. He never will have any place with me. John and the prophets said, repent, repent. Confess it, and then God comes to you. Jesus Christ came, and he came to the tax gatherers and the sinners. There was no one that could not be saved. The mountains have to be, and the hills brought low. People that think they're so great, the Pharisees and Sadducees coming out to be baptized by John to show what good people they were, they needed to be brought down. They needed to have a level, straight path, and the pride taken out of their hearts. And all the rough places, all those rocks we put on the road that would stop God from coming in the right way. All those rocks, and you can put different names on those boulders and stones, they have to be taken away. And all the twisted ways that we want to go have to be eliminated and a straight, smooth path for our God. Preparing the way for the Lord. If you go back to Malachi, in chapter 4, it talks more about preparing the way. In chapter 4 and verse 5, Behold, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, again the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. So again, a precursor, someone that comes before. I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. If you look at John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1. The Gospel of the Apostle John, chapter 1. And verse 19 we read about John the Baptist's ministry. It says in verse 19, Now this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? We are now set up to take donations on our church website. Any level of giving is greatly appreciated. But as our gift to you, for a donation of $35 or more, we are happy to be able to send out Pastor Greg Scalzo's six-audio CD set on Christian marriage. 
In 2019, Pastor Greg and I celebrated our 43rd wedding anniversary. And in these messages, Pastor draws from the scriptures and delves into the vital information necessary for a successful and happy marriage that is pleasing to God. He also presents critical information for those looking to get married. The six-audio CD Christian Marriage Set includes four CDs with Pastor's four messages on Christian marriage in his series, Walking Together, and two sermons on two CDs entitled, The Valiant Christian Man, God's Servant Priest to His Family. And these six audio CDs will be sent to you for a donation of $35 or more. The website is www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And look for Offer 101. Or you can mail a check or money order to Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Your donation will go toward the evangelical church activities of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle. And if you make them on our website, you will be directed to a secure, PayPal site where you can donate with credit card, debit card, or by PayPal. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.